Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things when you're streaming live over at supertalk.fm or also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station and you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV and everyone loves a good comeback story. And Mississippi's favorite arm wrestler, Wayne Withers, is doing just that. He's joining us today as he gears up to head back to the World Championships. And I think it's overseas. But, hey, Wayne. How are you? I am doing well. Where are you headed next Saturday? I'm headed to Malaysia. Malaysia. So that's going to be exciting. Now, you kind of had a little bit of a setback with an injury to the most important, I guess, component of your sport, which is your arm. <laughs> it's hard to arm wrestle <laughs> with a bummed arm. So share with that. What what have you been through? What happened there? I had a match in Ohio in December, and about three weeks before the match, I was in the gym, and I was doing preacher curls, and when I went to come up, I kind of got in a bad position and something popped in my form. And uh, I felt okay every every morning after that. It would just feel tight, like I had been in the gym for 30 minutes or so. It just felt really tight, and it, it didn't seem like an injury. And then when I had the match three weeks later, when they said go, I felt something move in my form. I'm sorry, I felt something move in my bicep, Mm-mm. and I stopped the opponent. And I started pulling back to win, and all of a sudden it just it rolled all the way up my arm. It just popped. And uh, we was in the middle of nowhere, so they gave me a bag of ice. <laughs> so, uh, that's what happened. I, the next day my arm was almost completely purple, top to bottom, and uh, went to the doctor. And uh, he said, you know, we're going to do surgery right away. He said, you'll never arm wrestle again. And it made me tear up in there in the doctor's office. I didn't want to hear that. I mean, I, I was more of what I was more of an arm wrestler than this guy knew. You know, <laughs> he, he probably, you know, he, he probably couldn't imagine the things that I had done in the arm wrestling world. So I, I started doing a little therapy and uh, started getting a little better, getting a little stronger, getting a little stronger. And uh, yeah, I'm back a hundred percent, probably stronger than I've ever been in my life. I've won three tournaments in the last. Two months from Ohio to, to, to Louisiana to one in Mississippi. I haven't lost a match, and uh, the IFA believes in me enough to let me slide in the door and go to the World Championships because, you know, I, I won a national title last year to get to go to France for the Worlds, and that's what you're supposed to do. But I told him, I said, you know, look, I'm not ready 
because they had the nationals in April. I said, I'm not ready to win a world. I'm, I'm not ready to win the nationals. I mean, I'm, I'm still hurt. I said, but by the time the world's get here, I will be ready. So, uh, I'm getting a go, so it's great. <laughs> that is great, but it's also great, Wayne, that you're back to doing what you love because I think anyone listening to good things who's been sidelined from something or a sport or connected to maybe a child that has the person telling you, oh, you know, don't worry, there you can do other things in life, or there's, you know, they don't recognize the amount of, of effort and time and energy, you know, someone has put into something that they just also enjoy. How long have you been chasing this dream of arm wrestling? I mean, it's been part of your life for how long now, Wayne? I've been 14, 14 years, I believe. So for a minute, <laughs> for just a little bit, yeah. Is that your, was that what has to be one of your top injuries? But has that, had that ever happened to you before? Had you had problems with your forearm or your bicep prior to this, this particular injury? I've had problems with my left arm. So uh, it's pretty much retired. But, but my right arm, no. It was the only only injury I've ever suffered in my right arm. Mm-hmm. How does the bicep reattach? Well, it's interesting surgery. Uh, what they've done was they'll cut you in the forearm, and the, the doctor runs his hand up inside your bicep, and he finds the bicep tendon, pulls it back down from, you know, Pulls it back down to, to your forearm and drills holes through your forearm bone to tie it back together, from what I'm told. So it's, it's kind of a nasty surgery. <laughs> Were you asleep for this, Wayne? I need you to be highly medicated and in la-la land for all of that. Yeah, but they was pushing me back there. Uh, I wasn't excited about this surgery at all because, you know, I, I, I have sleep at me. And I've been told that it's harder to wake somebody back up with sleep apnea after surgery. So I was already paranoid. And they're, they're rolling me back there to this operating room. And the nurse is talking to me. She's telling me, oh, I, I watched your videos online. That's cool. And they stick something in my arm. And they put me on this table. And I, they take and they stretch my arm out. And I turn my head to the left. And I don't know nothing. I don't know what they gave me. <laughs> I was gone. And the doctor tells my mom because my mom went with me. He says, "Uh, I got your I got your son's shoulder fixed." Wait a minute, not his shoulder, his bicep. He said it was big enough to be his shoulder. So what do you feed that boy? <laughs> I'm sure it was a pretty big bicep they had to reattach, and I'm glad that it was successful, Wayne. So you're gearing up for the world championship this coming up weekend. When do you leave? When do you compete? How is it going to work? Give us all those details. Yeah, so I will drive to Atlanta. It was a cheaper flight that way. I'll drive to Atlanta next Sunday, get on a 14-hour flight to Qatar. Then I'll get on an 8-hour flight to Malaysia. I finally arrive in Malaysia since they're 13 or 14 hours ahead of us. If I leave here Sunday, I'll be in Malaysia, their time, Tuesday morning. And uh, I will, the hotel, the venue we're having the world is inside this huge hotel. So, like I said, I get there Tuesday. Uh, I'll watch competitions Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. My competition will be Saturday. It'll be the what they call the Open Seniors right-hand super heavyweights. All that will happen on, on Saturday. So it's pretty much just a lot of watching arm wrestling until the last day. And then, I, then I'll fly back to Sunday morning. I'll fly back to Tokyo, Japan, and catch another flight to 
New Jersey, and then finally make it back to Atlanta, then start my six-hour drive back to the house. <laughs> Hopefully with a world championship belt or trophy or whatever it is that they give you guys whenever you whenever you win. If you win, if everything goes to plan, Wayne, and say you win all your matches, what's the fewest matches you'll have to pull to, to win the world championship? I'm not sure. I want to see if I can stay on the winning side, even if there's like, 20 people in the weight class from around the country, maybe five or six times. Uh, maybe seven. Uh, but, yeah, it's not a question this year. It's definitely coming home this year. That's what I say when, when my great-grandkids or whatever Google my name, it's going to say world champ, not, not national champ. <laughs> so it's definitely coming home. I will guarantee a world title this time next weekend. So, Well, this time, two weeks from now, I'm sorry, because this time next weekend I'll leave out. So what are you taking with you? Do you got any lucky charms, lucky underwear, snacks that you have to have? I don't know, like, like you probably can't wear. I don't know. Is there something that you'll have that will make you feel, like, calm and ready to go? No, just uh, very trained up. Uh, no no superstitions or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, my arm is it's strong. So uh, uh, I feel like I got it this time. I really do. Do you know personally any of the contenders that will meet you? Like, will you be rematching any of the competitors you had in France last year at the World Championship, Wayne? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to be on the roster. Uh, I kind of like surprises, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, I think uh, I'm, I know there's going to be, I think, of course, Malaysia. Uh, I think I've seen something about New Zealand. uh Iran, a few of them different countries. I, I'm pretty sure I know I've seen the sign, but, but like I say, I won't know that I get to the until I get there. So, well, none of those countries eat cornbread like we do, Wayne. So I think you're going to be a okay with with your strength and your vigor. You definitely have earned your right to be to be back there. Can we watch it at all? Is there any streaming going on that we can or see replays of it of any kind, Wayne? I'm not sure. I'll, I'll look into that and definitely get back with you on that so you can check it out. I'm sure it'll be live stream. I just I don't know who will be doing the streaming. Yeah, I'll be in touch with you on that. Uh, I don't have more information on that at the moment. but Well, uh, we just, can let folks know, but we're rooting for you. We're super excited to know that you're feeling back to yourself. How long did it? I mean, it was a long recovery, so this has been a long journey um, for you. you got a long journey ahead of you. So we look forward to having you back on to share your experience. How about that? Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, after my surgery, I was in the same shirt for 14 days. Uh, couldn't change my shirt. Couldn't. I just had that cast tight to my body, and uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't fun uh, <laughs> for sure. And like I say, I questioned myself, but uh, now, like I say, that powerful as ever. It's not stronger than before the surgery, and um, I know what to expect this year. You know, I understand how the speed, how the referee is going to do it at the world. I'm, I'm training for that. I'm ready. So last year I wasn't. This year I am. So there you go. So You're going to bring it home to Mississippi, Wayne. I appreciate your time. We're wishing you all the luck, and we will be keeping up with you. Sounds good, Rebecca. Nice talking to you. All right, you stick with us. We got more for you up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Well, you can tell everybody 
I'm the man, I'm the man. Yes, I am, yes, I am, yes, I am. I'm the man, I'm the Welcome back to Good Things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. The whole entire squad here at Super Talk Mississippi is going to be live in New Albany to kick off the 2023 Tallahatchie River Festival coming up this Wednesday. It's going to be a ton of fun. The Tallahatchie River Festival is presented by BNA Bank, Baptist Memorial Hospital, and Renaissance Bank. If you want more information on that, visit NewAlbanyMainStreet.com. This project is particularly funded by a grant through Visit Mississippi. So that's all of us from 6 to 6 coming up on Wednesday. We are going to be there for the kickoff to the Tallahatchie River Festival. One to one to stick around for or try to make. And over at Super Talk Mississippi News team, don't forget they're covering your Mississippi News story. If you want to stay up to date, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And when you head over to supertalk.fm, you'll see a great headline, one that slipped by me. And I was like, how did I not know? that somebody in our state won a national title in powerlifting over the weekend. Those are kind of the things that I take pride in knowing. And look, I don't know it all. So there you go. That's why you should stay tuned in to those who also share great news. And so this gentleman, Austin Perkins, he is a Clinton native. He etched himself into the record books while earning a national title over the weekend during his session at a USA powerlifting raw nationals held Friday night. And he gave one of the best power Powerlifting performances of all time, according to judges and spectators, which is like, man, I go find the video of this. Okay, so listen to this. So powerlifting, if you are not familiar, it's it's three lifts, bench press, deadlift, and then um, back squat. Maybe not in that order, but regardless, it's your total. So you're you have each individual lift and then you have your total for for winning. Now, he weighs one hundred and sixty five pounds. When's the last time you weighed 165 pounds? Or maybe you never have, but many of you are like, oh, probably back in high school, maybe junior high right now, maybe <laughs> elementary school. Maybe elementary school or, or middle school, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he weighs um, 165 pounds, which is, is not far away from what I weighed pregnant. So there you go. <laughs> um, he lifted a total... Of 851 kilos, which is 1,876.13 pounds, 1,876 pounds, 1,876 pounds. That is impressive. He shattered the world record for his weight class, which was the 75 kilo weight class at 165 pounds. And he even broke the record in the 82 and a half kilo weight class. So this little scrawny thing at 165 pounds broke world. And scrawny on him. Ain't nothing scrawny on him. Ain't a, no, there ain't no. Yes, correct. But um, but yeah. So in two weight classes, the one above him and the one that he was in, which is almost never heard of. And he didn't stop there during the competition. He set a record for the highest uh, dots of any tested male at six fourteen dots is where they take the weights, the totals, and average it it's a calculation it's the ratio of, of your, your weight, weight to how much you lift it right so now it's not just your weight class because you can have varying weights within the class now it's um and each class can have varying whatever to, to it so it, it takes into account your your body weight for the amount to put it in perspective if you have a dots score of 350 375 400 you're looking at being 
Olympic level lifting. Mm-hmm. If you've got somewhere in the neighborhood of a 500, you're looking at being top 10 in the world. And his dot score comes in at what, 615? 614, but yes. That's insane. It really is. Man, Austin's grown. He's grown. And he's right here in Clinton. I feel like I need to get to know him. I feel like me and him will come friends. I'm going to find out. What's he eating to get so strong? No, <laughs> he's eating a lot, but that's really cool. And so you just never know what's going on right here in our state and so many different athletes of all kinds. I mean, you've got powerlifting to wrestling that set it out for world championships and all the things. So broaden your horizons past some of the other primary sports. And we've got some pretty dead good athletes within, um, within our state for sure. And you know what they deserve when you list, when you lift, the better part of 2,000 pounds, you deserve a cheeseburger. I think you do. Which I did see. It is National Cheese uh, National Cheeseburger Day. Now, a few days ago, we were talking about that it was National Double Cheeseburger Day. So I don't know why these two days couldn't have gotten together, but they needed their separate. I mean, there is a big difference in a double cheeseburger and just a plain old cheeseburger. But I saw where Jimmy Buffett's Cheeseburger in Paradise had made it uh, back up, uh, up the, the charts. charts. Yeah. Back up in the charts, I think, is uh, is pretty cool. But today is Cheeseburger Day. So you tell us, best cheeseburger you ever had. Whether you made it, you bought it, you had it somewhere, 601-879-4395. I will, because it's a Monday, we'll just say burger, but prefer bonus points if it had cheese on it, because it is Cheeseburger Day. And the moment I do this, tomorrow will be regular hamburger day. But here we are. So such is life. But I still stand by, and I don't remember the year, but the best burger I have ever tasted was at Talladega Speedway (laughs) Sunday morning before the race. And it was on one of those little flat uh, grill thingies walking around, um, getting ready to go in for, for for the Sunday race. And it was about as big as a dinner saucer in terms of bun and patty, and there was, like, nothing on it special. But I don't know if it was just from being dehydrated from it being hot. Or what? But it stands out in my mind as one of the best, most simplest things I've ever eaten in my entire life. There is something special about getting a good burger from a concession stand, tailgate kind of situation. Because you are you're, you're caught up in the event that you're attending, and you probably are a little dehydrated or a little hungry because you're not on your normal schedule. So you add on that extra... The hunger is the world's sweetest sauce layer there. Mm-hmm. But even then, I've never had a, a tailgate burger or a concession stand burger come anywhere close to a Stamps burger. That's and it's also a massive honking burger. Where's that? Where is that? Downtown Jackson. Well, not downtown, but it's in Jackson. That wouldn't be at the Beatty Street Grocery that just closed its no. doors. No, okay. Stamps is on place. Although I think. I want to say somebody from the family that owns stamps or runs stamps had an offshoot somewhere, but don't get me lying about that. I just know stamps burgers are big and they're awesome. Latham's in New Albany makes the best dough burger in the state. I will be in New Albany on Wednesday. I will get directions to late. I feel I feel like that is a challenge. Like I feel like I'm gonna have to like check that out and see if see if that actually hits uh, hits the mark. Patrick in Louisville says homemade. 
smash a cheeseburger. I did get my husband one of those Blackstones for um, Father's Day this past summer, and it is the best money I've spent for him for me. <laughs> for the family and really they do make those flat tops that are coming back they're becoming real popular he made smash burgers for the first time um you, you can make them on a grill but it's just not kind of the same yeah and they really are they hit different something about the way the flavor and just everything combined together well it also a smash burger abides by the the cardinal rule of burgers and that is a bigger burger should be wider not taller ah Maybe that's why mine at Talladega tastes so good. I mean, it was, it was absolutely, you know, it was flat, but it was big. It was almost flimsy, kind of like a pizza, but, it, you know, but it wasn't. Um, best cheeseburger ever is at Bucatana Grocery in Bucatana, Mississippi. All right. Show my ignorance. Where's Bucatana, Mississippi? I, I, I'm sure I've heard of it before. I, I'm, I'm positive, but I couldn't put it on a map with both eyes open. <laughs> If you if you paid me to, so. I want to say it's Bucatuna. Bucatuna, wrong. Okay, Bucatuna. And it is south of Waynesboro on forty five, right next to the Alabama Mississippi line. Okay, Bucatuna. I know where Waynesboro is, and sort of going that way. All right. So Bucatuna Grocery, Bucatuna, Mississippi, best cheeseburger ever. Someone says, Jason and Startville says Highway forty five South. So I feel like I know there is a Burger Trail. In Mississippi, I do believe. I want to say Visit Mississippi has put it out, or someone has. With and, but I feel like it should be updated. It's one of those that you need to have fresh references at least every couple years. I believe. Then I would have known of Bucatona. Husband says Bucatona. You say Bucatuna. I don't know. <laughs> Tomato, tomato, but they got a dang good hamburger is the thing that I'm hearing. Someone screaming, it's Bucatana. (laughs) (laughs) The good thing is when you scream at your radio, I can't hear you, (laughs) but you can text 601-879-4395. We got an incredible story for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to 
good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But head on over to Supertalk TV. You'll see I'm not alone anymore in the studio, which I love. You may have recently seen the headline, Flowood Woman Helps Save the Life of Paralyzed Man in Texas, and thought, whoa, that's really cool. We've got her in the building to share her side of the story. Joining us is Tammy Arrington to tell us a little more. Hey, Tammy. Hi, Rebecca. Did you ever think you'd make the news in that way? Absolutely not, but I'm glad it's for something good. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely glad for something good, and it is good. So this all happened on September 5th in Texas. So first, what took you to Texas? So my friend was moving into a new house um, in a different... He already lives in Dallas, and he was moving to a different part of Dallas, and so I just took some time off to go over there and help, holiday weekend, and uh, we had been working... Uh, pretty much all week on that and then this happened that Sunday morning and I just kind of decided to take a moment and drink my coffee and um, instead of going to run errands uh, with my friend that just moved and we had just moved everything in that day before uh, so I um, was just kind of probably so scrolling this, on yeah I was like set the scene for us and then how you how you made the courageous choice to jump into action because I don't know if if everyone would, but obviously it was just instinctual and you just knew it needed to be done. So walk us through what happened next. Okay. Uh, so I was probably scrolling on social media or something, just being lazy, you know, mindless scrolling. And my friend texted saying they were on their way back. And I said, oh, oh gosh, I got to hurry up and get in the shower because that's why I stayed back. So I went to put my coffee cup in the uh, kitchen and you walk by the front window um, that faces the driveway. Uh, and then I walked by and I just happened to see a little bit of a back end of a car in his driveway parked on the road. And in that neighborhood, you you know, there's a lot of building going on and everything. So you never know if a, a car that's parked on this side is connected to a, a, a person on the other side of the road in another house or anything. So I just kind of glanced at it. And as I glanced further into the window, I saw the front left tire on fire and the hood was on fire. All the doors were closed. So, I mean, it was a shocking sight, obviously, but I was like, okay. Uh, so I grabbed my phone, and I just figured nobody was in it. I walked out on the porch to see if anybody was maybe standing outside somewhere and was calling 911 or if, you know, the person had gotten out. And I did not see a single soul. It was kind of like a ghost town for some reason. And it was about Sunday morning, 9, 9.15. And I was about to call 911. Just thinking it caught on fire from a shortage of something and just nobody was in there. And I saw Dennis's because I was looking from the back end of the car. So I saw Dennis's head move just a little bit from the headrest. And that was the driver. That, the driver. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, as soon as I saw that, I just sprung into action. Like you said, like it's, it's just instinctual. Uh, there was no thought behind it. Just I threw my phone on the grass and I ran to the car and I opened the door. So and, the door was unlocked. Yes. Thank gosh. Yeah. Um, so I just opened the door and I looked at him thinking he was in shock. And I said, you've got to get out of the car. And he said, I can't. And then I just remember thinking, 
Oh, no, you've got to get out. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, not funny. But, no, but we but, about but, it since. But because Dennis had, Dennis had um, reasons why he couldn't. Right. Because he's paralyzed. Right. So is he, because he was driving, so is he just paralyzed from the waist down? Or yes. is he, okay. So he's wa- uh, waist down. And, um, you know, obviously I had, I knew nothing about him. So I just was just like, no, you've like, got you know, to get out. Like you're your in shock. Yeah, yeah. Can you not see this? And, um, and so by that point, it really was smoking on the inside near his left foot um and so when i said the second time you've got to get out of the car he said i can't i'm in a wheelchair and he pointed to the back seat so then i glanced in the back seat and it's it wasn't one of those hospital like folding ones uh it was one that you have to disassemble for him to be able to get it in the car um and get in and out because he has to like kind of assemble it um on the side of the car and open door you know it takes a while uh so once i saw that i said okay so i opened the back door and i was going to try to assemble it quickly my thought process was that i would get him in the wheelchair and get him away from the car faster that way um but once i started trying to put the parts together and i was panicking at that point um i just figured i was like okay we're just gonna have to reroute and i through the parts of the uh, wheelchair in the driveway and kind of farther up. And I went back to the the front seat and said, okay, I'm just going to have to get you out. And so I kind of picked him up underneath his um, armpits and uh, we just kind of, I just kind of dragged him up the driveway and then halfway up the driveway i sat him back down we assembled the wheelchair together he showed me where to put it to and he did the other side and then i put him in the wheelchair while i called my friend that had just moved there and said because up until that point i'm just trying to get him out of the car and nobody had shown up to like nobody else was alerted around for like 911 fire department no you know it was kind of eerily quiet when i stepped out on the front porch because you just think when you think of a fire, you think it's going to be making, and it wasn't exploding at that point yet, like little pops and stuff here and there. Um, by the time I was getting him out, it was. Um, and, but when I stepped out, I just remember thinking how quiet it was. So there was no reason. It was Sunday morning, you know, uh, I think the footage. You could have been the only person drinking coffee, scrolling no. Facebook. <laughs> Like, who who may have noticed something on fire well, in the middle of the neighborhood? I'll tell you, acro- right across the street from this house, they're building a new house. So nobody's in the yeah. house. Um, I think the one on the left of it is is vacant. I think they just sold that one. Uh, the neighborhood is kind of going in between the new and the old. So, like, they're uh, they're building a lot of new, bigger homes and stuff like that. So it's it kind of was just at a weird spot in the neighborhood as well. And then the neighbors to the left which is the footage that you've seen on, on I think, other um, news outlets, they, once they heard the fire truck come and the sirens, they came out and they videoed the car, and that's what it was. So until you heard the fire truck, you really, nobody know. Think, thought to come out. How long from when you removed him to when it went? So, you know, I, I, I actually need to go back and look at the text that my friend sent me that made me get up. And then the time that once I got uh, Dennis into, I, once we got in the, the wheelchair and I rolled him into the garage and I shut the garage door because at that point the heat was so intense from the car and it was starting to explode um, little by little, you know, I guess the dirt, different liquids and flammables in there. Um, I went out and I, I work in the insurance field. So I guess my insurance nerd brain was like, let me go take a picture for your insurance. And I told him <laughs> that. And now afterwards, we laughed about that, too. And I'm just like, that is the th- just a weird thing to say. But in your line of work, we yeah. document. 
And I ha- I need to look at the timestamps on my photos and then the timestamp on the text because it feels like it was like two seconds, but it had to have been maybe like maybe five minutes. But at still, least, five or- minutes is is not a long time. So there was a very short window from mm-hmm. you getting him out to it not ending yes. the way that it that it had happened. Yes. When did it hit you that like? Oh man, I just saved a man from burning car. <laughs> well, I think one time it hit me when we were um so once the fire truck got there, um I had we were behind the garage door and I went to check on, you know, to make sure they were taking care of things and then I went and got him some dinner some water. Um and then I just sat there behind the garage door just patting his back he was still in shock and i was just like i'm we we're just staring at the garage door so we couldn't even see anything and i was just patting his back and i was like i'm so sorry you're having to deal with this and i think that that moment is when it kind of hit me but i didn't want to like break down right. because it was still so crazy at the point and I, I don't think it really hit me until afterwards when i was actually in the shower that i was supposed to be taking that i went I didn't go to costco for but um yeah, it kind of hit me then, and then after that, it's just been a little crazy. And now you since have then. a new bestie. Yeah, we're yeah we're actually we're meeting again at the end of this month um, to do a face to face reunion for the first time since uh, this happened. We've done you know we've seen each other on Facetime, but we've talked every single day since it happened. And um, and I'm going out to dinner with him and his mom, and I'm going to bring my son when we go back to Dallas. And so. from his account, Dennis's, what happened? It was just yeah yeah. So he um. So he rents a car, This and he said he rents this car from Enterprise um, a couple times a month, I think, and it's uh, it's a special car because obviously he needs um, to have controls to where his hands can, you know, gas pedal, brakes, uh, you know, to operate the vehicle um, and to have some independence. He's been paralyzed since he was 22, and he got shot while being robbed. So he has been in a wheelchair. He's 58 now, so he's been in a wheelchair for a while, and he's... Um, He's done. He's done really good things with this. He mentors other people that are paralyzed, trying to help them adjust to that lifestyle. And um, but he, yeah. So he rents this car, um, and he said that he just felt like it was about to give out that morning, and he just so happened to pull over, and he. Uh, next thing he knew, God ordained <laughs> where Tammy oh, yeah. could be to come out and sort of help. I feel like there's going to be more good that comes out of. You guys' story as y'all continue y'all's friendship. Well, thank you for sharing your side of it yeah. with us. And we'll keep in touch because yeah. I, I think there's some good there. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
back to good things. Don't forget you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Let me see. Who do I give? Janet in North Mississippi wins the award for helping the host who can't pronounce things the well, best. Well, no, you had it right. I had it right from the beginning? Yeah, I was the one messing you up. Oh, okay. That never, let's, let's all, let's all take a moment. And pause. So I and pause and sort of sink that in. Okay, but Janet, North Mississippi. So everybody was. I I I now I, like even my husband would like scream. I said, "Stop hollering at me through text message." Like I, I get it. I'm doing it wrong, but but I can't hear you, so I don't hear what you're trying to say. And so Janet texts in. It's pronounced buck a ton, and then she put two thousand pounds, like <laughs> like a ton, Rebecca, like. <laughs> Uh, or like an elephant. And so she wins with the best description of how to uh, correctly pronounce Bucatana. Bucatana. And apparently they have some of the best burgers. Um, the grocery has some of the best burgers in Mississippi, which it is National Cheeseburger Days while we were talking about that. And so I thought we had a hamburger trail. And Mississippi does not that I can find through Visit Mississippi. But Hattiesburg is the one that oh, has yeah. a Hattiesburger trail. So they have created um, a trail for you to get great Hattiesburgs there in um, in the Berg. With I mean, 30, it makes sense. With it's 30, Hattiesburgers. <laughs> but they have 33 locations on their trail um, that I guess they have identified in their area for hamburgers. I mean, hamburgers is one of the – you can find a hamburger at a Mexican restaurant. I mean, just about every restaurant that isn't pizza – and I'm trying to think, is there a pizza place? That I mean, I'm pretty sure pizza places like Pizza Hut even at one point in time had burgers. Because didn't they have the the pizza with the little sliders around the edge? Maybe. I don't know. But I feel like it's one of it's that safe order that you almost have to have on there for, you know, the, the, the person, the veto vote. It's like, hey, they got a burger. OK, we can go eat there. You know, you always got to have something on the menu for the person who doesn't want whatever else is on the menu. So the rest of the group gets to come and enjoy, uh, enjoy the food. So there are options out there for a lot of burgers. And so it, to me, it's the um, unassuming ones. You always like those that have the good burger that you wouldn't think would have a good burger. To me, those are the, the places. But it does feel wrong to like go, but my mom's the one who goes to a Mexican restaurant and orders the burger because she's not a, she's just not a fan of that particular uh, type of food. Now, if they don't have a burger, she'll figure out something. But if she sees one, she's like, "Ooh!" And I'm like, "Really? Like here of all the places, there's nothing like a taco that you know you want." But hey, it's kind of one of those foods you kind of know what you're getting, which makes a good one hard, but then oh, yeah. special because it is hard to make a burger better if you just take it down to its bones now when you start adding things on there that's different but just a good burger i don't know why they made me think of the joke about subway but you you have people that just despise subway they're like i can't stand it doesn't taste good i don't like it and i'm sitting there thinking but you're the one making the sandwich you, you decide everything that goes on it Speaking of so Subway. So it's up to you if it's a bad sandwich. Do you know they announced they're fixing to start selling three-inch subs? Well, that just feels like a waste of time and energy. <laughs> I think it's only like, it's not even two bucks. It's a dollar something, I think. I'd have to look it up real quick. But that, but there's a lot of, it's getting people in there who don't want the bigger, the bigger sub. 
I, I mean, think they've the, always the done it for the isn't kids. Really that big? Well, it's not small. I mean, you're you're already having half of what's available when you get a six inch, because you can get a foot long, and that can be two meals for a big dude. Subway launches first three inch sandwich to tackle inflation. <laughs> So, they already have a heart. I think they've gotten sued over whether or not six inches are actually six inches. How in the you're going to wind up with an inch and a quarter of sandwich, and they're going to call it a three inch? I was trying to find out how much it was, but this article doesn't. Share. Have like but two I think bites it, of sandwich. Well, I don't know. Maybe you'll have, you'll get more from the bag of chips than you would from the sandwich. I'm not. It wouldn't satisfy me. I mean, I would I I would order two, <laughs> but if they're only a dollar something, they're not two bucks. It may come out cheaper to get two three inch subs than the price of one six inch sub, right? There's no way they'd let that happen. Surely not. Maybe there's I don't know. Would have to do a little do a little more. A little more research on that. But go to your local subway and ask for the new three inch thanks to inflation. Stick with us. We got more for you up next. You got the boys with sports talk from three to six. Rhino and I'll meet you back here tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.